0: good afternoon hey (laughs) it is great to be together it is great to be back here at Dawkins it was great summer moving um, but it's also great to be back at home base uh, here Um, at Dawkin as well. I just want to share um, a couple of uh, notices really and then I'm going to get on and in sort of 15 or 20 minutes just want to kind of bring something uh, to us as a church um, and really just looking ahead to a couple of weeks time uh, as well. So I just want to say a very warm welcome Uh, particularly if you're new this is your first Sunday it's great to have you with us we'd love to meet you at the end. Um, And just talk to you more about Gateway. If the stewards could just pass the offering baskets round, um, that'll be real. Sorry, Ronan, I know you just sat down. Um, It's all part of our worship is to give of our finance. Um, But please, um, they're just going to come round now. Just a couple of things to remind you of that next Sunday morning. Uh, we are going to be meeting at the Wyvern Theatre in the town centre for our Gateway West and our Gateway East sites. We're coming together for a, for a, um, a meeting. We're going to be sharing what God is doing in Swindon, uh, what God is doing in Gateway, and what's our part to play in that. So can I really encourage you, as if we've got flyers, we're calling it One Church, One Mission. I want to really encourage you. Um, to be there at 10 o'clock um, next Sunday morning. It's going to be a great morning of being together. We want to celebrate the fact that God has made us one church, and we're going to be doing that next Sunday morning. So, 10 o'clock at the Wyvern next Sunday morning. Hopefully, by now, you'll all have picked up one of these as well, a term guide. This gives you all the details and dates and key information of what's happening uh, in Gateway. I'm going to step down here. I'm going to fall off. Um, Over the the next term, over the autumn term, it also gives you all the details of our small groups that are running. We have over 30 groups that are running uh, in, in Gateway over this next term. So there's something for everyone in here. And our heart is that everybody who's connected to Gateway would be meaningfully connected and joined into a small group. Um, so we want to encourage you to look through this um, and to get connected, either by filling up a sign-up form um, at the back here, or going, um, or just emailing gcswindon.org.uk, uh, All the details about how to sign up in here. Next Sunday is the last sign-up uh, deadline, so um, if you're able, to, we want you to sign up before then because groups are going to get going um, after that. Is someone just happy to shut those doors, or is that right? The 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 air dryers, air, what are they called? Hand dryer. Hand dryer. And the last thing I just want to say is that on the 30th of September... Uh, our last Sunday of the month here we 're going to be having a baby Thanksgiving service. We really want to thank God for the gift of new life. We want to thank God for families, um, so particularly if you 've had a child in the last six to nine months, we would love to hear from you we 'd love to pray for you on that morning to pray god 's blessing upon you as you um, as you raise your child. We, we believe that God, the children are a gift from him they 're an inheritance from him, and we want to pray um, for families on that morning so if that 's you, please do come and speak to us we 'd love to get you at the front and lay hands on you and. Pray pray for you and commission you um, and pray a blessing upon you and your household. Sorry, I was getting my notes. They're over here for some reason. Right. So, here we go. 20 minutes to tell you about elders and deacons in the life of a church. So, I hope you're ready for a fast-paced journey this morning. So, really? Ah, oh, that's a pound fine already. Someone has to nominate the cause where it goes to, as long as it's still, as long as it's still a worthy cause. Dorkin Academy. <laughs> there you go, Cheryl. You can be, you can be quitting in by the end of the day. <laughs> so I really want to spend some time just talking about leadership in the local church and what and how that what that means for us uh, at Gateway um, and particularly here uh, at Gateway East. We know that the Bible values leadership of God's people, and that leadership, when when done well and healthily, actually brings strength to the local church. It brings health, it brings vibrancy, it brings security, it brings vision and direction. And we know from Romans 12 that leadership is a gift of God and it's to be done with zeal and with passion. Um, And we also know that the Bible says that if anyone desires the task of an overseer or an elder, it says he desires a good thing. So actually the Bible speaks very highly of leadership and actually aspiring to leadership is a good place to be. It's a good thing to want. The Bible makes it very clear that there's actually the point of leadership is you're setting a good example. And the Bible says if you aspire to that, it's a good thing. I know the Bible talks about many more gifts among the body. And we're going to be spending the whole of the autumn term looking at gifts of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. And our prayer through that is that the gifts among the body, gifts of prophecy and evangelism and mercy gifts, etc., etc., will be unlocked and released. And we're not just talking, I'm just talking this morning about leadership. That's just one of the gifts that God gives um, to, um, to the body. So we just have the first slide up, if that's okay. Just want to say before we get into any of this, says this, let the leader be as one who serves. We must remember this, that leaders are first and foremost servants. That's the, that leadership, the point of leadership in the local church, the point of leadership in God's kingdom, isn't about hierarchy or position. It's actually about serving and going low so that others are lifted up. That's Jesus' model of leadership. He says, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. That's the model of leadership that I want to aspire to, that I lay down my life for the good of Gateway Church and for the good of you. That's my model that I want to base my life upon. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. So we also remember that as we're, the more that we are called into leadership, the more we're called to serve. We're all called to serve one another, but leaders are those who serve primarily, first and foremost. So the Bible talks about two kinds of appointed and distinct leadership positions, that of elders and that of deacons, which, depending on your church background, your church experience, you may have come across those words a lot. You may not have come across those words hardly uh, at all. They're, they're funny words in many ways, um, and, but they are the two kind of appointed and recognized positions biblically. We know that people can lead in all sorts of different areas in the life of a church or in the kingdom, but they're the two where people are set apart and appointed for a task um, to do. So, so we have read in Philippians 1.1, 1, 1, it says, To all of God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers, or elders, and deacons. So Paul is writing to recognized, appointed people in the church. So I'm just going to basically skim over some of that this morning. There's two, two sources of information I'd want to encourage you to go to if there's things that are missing from this morning. One Gateway has a paper, a theological paper, on deacons and what we believe about deacons. If you want to read that, we can send that to you. Secondly, if you go onto a website called Desiring God and you type in elders and deacons, you'll find some fantastic articles about the role of elders and the role of deacons um, in the local church. So I'd recommend those. So let's just quickly go through elders. I don't want to go um, too much into it, but hopefully on the screen we've got these. So this is the role of elders. Um, So... This is from from the Desiring God article. Elders lead the church, teach and preach the word, protect the church from false teachers, exhort and admonish the saints in sound doctrine, visit the sick and pray, and judge doctrinal issues. In biblical terminology, elders shepherd, oversee, lead, and care for the local church. That's the role of elders biblically. And in Gateway, we've kind of boiled it down to five Ds, if you like, to try and help us. That's on the next slide. The elders provide, we've got it, Direction to the body, vision and values and where we're going and what's God calling us into. Doctrine, i.e. what do we believe about the Bible? What's our theological position on things that we read in Scripture? We defend, we're called to defend against false teaching. So where we find false teaching, we're to say, no, that's not, that's not where we want to be, that's not the place we we to defend the body, we're to defend the church against issues of um, bad or false teaching, we're to provide discipline, that's to exhort and to admonish and to, and to challenge one another in life and faith. We're, to, we're, we're all called to do that, but we also believe there's a role of elders of calling people on in exhorting and admonishing in faith. And the last thing is about demonstrating. I, we are called to set an example in the way that we live our lives. Hebrews 13:7 there says, Con- consider the outcome of your, of your leaders' lives. So actually, as as, el- as an elder, my, jo- my role is to, is to set an example, which hopefully people will say, I aspire to live like that, not so that you'll be like me, but actually my life is to become more Christ-like as an elder, and therefore that encourages the body to become more Christ-like as well. So we try to kind of boil them down into these five Ds of direction, doctrine, defend, discipline, and demonstrate. Those are kind of five Ds which contain the essence of what we believe about biblical eldership. It's not everything. There are other things. So the Bible talks about about anointing with oil to heal the sick in James 5. It says if any of you are sick, you're to call the elders of the church. That's something that's very biblical um, as well. So that's kind of elders, and that's how we see eldership working biblically. I just want to touch on deacons very quickly. Now, depending on your church background, and depending on how you've arrived at Gateway, you may have had a context where Deacons were appointed and and used in your church, but it's actually, I believe, it's been quite misunderstood and it's been quite misused perhaps in church history in the UK in the last 20 or 30 years. And consequently, probably for churches like Gateway, what we've tended to do is rather than engage on the issue, we've kind of tended to avoid it and say, well, you know, we don't want to get it wrong, so perhaps we won't engage with it. But actually, that's not honouring to the New Testament pattern of leadership by actually saying, Actually, actually we want to engage and, and properly think about what are deacons biblically we wrote, the paper that we wrote I'm not, I want to hold our hands up we wrote this paper in 2008 and we've not done a lot about it since then but actually now is the time to say no we want to raise and appoint deacons as we'll talk about um, in a moment it's, not, it's something that charismatic churches have tended to kind of skirt around if you like rather than saying no the bible values the biblical role of deacon and the office of a deacon so the word deacon in Greek comes from diakonos, which literally means a servant or a minister. And kind of biblically, you'll see it used right the way through the New Testament. And it just really picks on examples of people serving. So when Mary and Martha, when they're before Jesus, actually the word serving is actually used in that context. So the word diakonos is used in many contexts to describe serving and, and, and coming alongside people in really active and practical ways. But as well as meaning someone who serves, there is actually a biblically recognized office or leadership position of someone who is appointed and set apart as a deacon in the church. I.e., They are called and they are named as a deacon, the office or the leadership function of a deacon in the local church. We saw that in Philippians 1.1 where Paul writes and he says to the holy people in Christ Jesus together with the overseers, elders and deacons. We see it in 1 Timothy 3. Where, where Paul writes to Timothy, and he talks about eldership, and then he talks about deacons. So actually, we believe that it's something—it's a leadership position in the life of a church, which is to be appointed and recognised publicly. Where are we on the slides? Can we just go back one? So really, at the heart of the role of a deacon, it's kind of—it's somebody or some people who are serving and meeting the needs of the church community in kind of practical and active ways. It's primarily a serving function. It's coming along and serving. And if you just go to the next slide, there's another helpful article. It says this, deacons exist to assist the leadership of the church or the elders by relieving the elders of distractions and pressures that would divert them from the ministry of the word and prayer and the general visionary oversight of the church. Now, I recognize the word distraction. You might take that and think, you might not like that word. I just want to put it out there. Actually, there's 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 elders and deacons working together for the good and the health of the local church. Actually, they're incredibly important roles of deaconing. They're incredibly key roles. And if you think about Acts chapter 6, which was the kind of earliest example of deacons in the life of the local church, where the the elders are saying, hey, we're giving ourselves to serving the widows here, but actually we're not there for preaching the word and praying, and therefore you're going to appoint godly men, it talks about there, We'll go and serve those, and actually, there you've got an example of how elders and deacons would work in the early church in the New Testament. They weren't called deacons because they hadn't laid hands on that That position, didn't exist at that moment in Acts 6 as the church was exploding. But actually, you see there elders who had given themselves to prayer and to teaching, and then you're giving and then you got deacons who are giving themselves to serving in the needs in practical ways as well. But I just want to say this very, very clearly about deacons. As with any biblical leadership role, character trumps competency or gift. Character is of utmost importance in any leadership role, biblically. Listen to what this says here in 1 Timothy 3. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things, and goes on and on. So we see in the Bible, the Bible always emphasizes character over gift. Actually, deacons, as an appointed, recognized role, to be those, and we're looking for people who are deacons, we're looking for those who have proven and tested character, who love Jesus, who are for him, who are living lives that are honoring to him, and in holiness, and they are growing in spiritual maturity. And I just want to make this one point here before we move on. In the local church in the New Testament, there would have been many servants as there are in Gateway. I recognize that many of you give of yourselves over and over again to serve in this church and to give of yourself in serving our children, or in the welcome, or in the worship manner. we love you, and we want to honor you, and we want to thank God that this church is made up of men and women who serve one another in all sorts of different ways, both seen and unseen. And we never want to say that is invalid. We want to honor the serving and the giving of ourselves that we recognize amongst this body. But we do believe that deacons will recognize people by the church who carried a measure of distinct authority and responsibility within New Testament churches. We believe, therefore, this is a significant gift from God that should be released and recognized in this church, where we haven't done so up to date, because we want to honor what we see as the biblical norm of New Testament churches. That's our heart. We want to read this book, and we want to see how the church in the New Testament function. We want to say, we want to be as close to this as we can in doctrine, in practice, and in the way that we work it out. I just want to say this one final point before we look at this in the context of Gateway, deacons and elders work together. We don't believe that you can have deacons without elders in Gateway because deacons actually serve and are set apart by the elders and are accountable to the elders. So we don't believe we can have deacons without elders. We don't believe that's a model that honors the Bible. So that's a bit about deacons. That is a very fast-paced. Please do pick up our paper or go on to Desiring God for a bit more. There's more in there. We believe that men and women can be deacons. We believe they can be married or single. We believe that biblically, and more of that's in the paper as well. So, what does all this mean for us at Gateway? What does this mean about where we are going? The first thing to say is this, before I touch on how we work as elders and deacons in the local church in Gateway. That Gateway is one church led by one eldership team with one vision, one philosophy of ministry, or values across two sites. Okay, I'm very believing that God has called us to be together. We may be meeting here. We may be building community here. We may be on mission here in the east, but we are part of Gateway Church in Swindon, seeking to serve and bless this town. We are brothers and sisters with those in the west, and they are with us, and we are together, even if we're not physically proximate all the time. And that's why we're getting together next weekend, to celebrate that we are together with one purpose and one vision and one mission in this town. So we believe in one eldership team across the church. So Gateway is led by a team of elders that are appointed and set apart for this task, as we described earlier. There should be some pictures. Well, there's some pictures. Here we are. Here's the four of us at the moment. There must be good lighting that day at Lydia Park. So this is the team of elders that currently serve Gateway. Colin leads the team. Um, Colin, Nigel, and Nick are based in the west side, and obviously you see me. I'm based here in the east. Two things to pick up on here. One we recognize that we need to appoint more elders in gateway because we believe that we want to plant churches multiply sites go on kingdom adventure together we know we need to appoint more elders and we are, we are, we want to work on that secondly we always believe that elders to work in team we do not believe in singular elder ministry or singular pastor ministry we believe in team we believe that is the normal new testament pattern is to work in team and so we are a team of elders I just want to say that very clearly. It's not one pastor, it's not one elder, it's us together. Colin leads the team, he's providing the direction and the vision, but we are utterly with him and utterly for him and utterly believing that what God has put in his heart, we are with him alongside working this out. So then at a site level, which is us here in the east and those, the guys over in the west, at a site level here in the east, we are led by what we're calling a site leadership team. Hopefully you'll know that already by now. The site leadership team is really responsible for loving and caring and ministering to and welcoming and connecting and encouraging those who are connected into our sites. So it does encompass Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons, carrying meetings, praying, making sure our children's work is happening, make sure that people are welcomed and connected, but it's far broader than that. It's about encouraging people, releasing gifts, fueling people into kingdom activity, coming alongside people, championing small groups, providing pastoral care and pastoral welfare, it needs to happen. So it's more than just Sunday mornings. So we have the team of elders that oversee and provide the direction for Gateway, and then we have site leadership teams. So within the site leadership teams, we have uh, me, who um, who might be called like the site pastor, is a kind of language you might want to say. So my role, I kind of head the team up here in the East. Um, I... I kind of lead the team. That really means three things. One, I care and love, provide love for you guys, that you know that I love you, that I'm for you, that I want to champion you, I want to, I'm committed to you. That's one thing. The second team is, thing is I want to build a team that serves this site so well in the days ahead. And the third thing is making sure that the vision and the values and the direction and the doctrine from us as elders is worked out here at Gateway East. So we're not saying, over in the West, they do it like this, doctrinally, and over here we have a completely different theology. No, 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 that's not how it works around here. We have a common set of doctrine, and one of my roles is to make sure that those doctrines are flavoured and brought through into here. Let's take an example about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We want to have a commonality for how we understand the work of the Holy Spirit in Gateway East and Gateway West, and that's my role as as the kind of leader of the team, is to say, I want to make sure that's happening. But again, we don't believe in singular ministry. This site absolutely does not rise or fall with me. If I was to cop it tomorrow, Gateway East would carry on and would thrive and would function. Of course it would, because we do not believe in singular ministry. We do believe in leadership, but we don't believe in singular ministry. So then within the site team, we believe from our understanding that that biblically our site leaders function in the role of deacons, biblically. They serve they provide care and welfare, and they champion and they connect and they provide hospitality, and etc. and etc. and etc. So we believe that our site leaders are um, functioning in a deacon role. So the site leadership team here currently in the east, the, this should not be a surprise to you, it's me as, as elder, as overseeing, and then my wife Sarah, who's currently in the children's group, and Julian and Sarah, who you guys have recognised and received, and I just want to say before I go anywhere further, that I love you guys so much, and I'm so grateful for how you have served and given of yourself sacrificially over and over. This, this, as an example, the summer month when Julian is working, six days harvesting, yet on a Sunday morning, he's there at the prayer meeting, setting up. He's last out the door. And this, this, these are a couple that serve and love you guys and care for you. I just want to honour them before you. I want to recognise their gift and their, um, their heart to lead. I just love you guys. I just want you to know that. I'm so for you. I'm so excited about what God is going to do um, over and in you guys in the days ahead. So we believe that, that the four of us, uh, and so I'm an elder. We believe that these Sarah and Julian Sarah are functioning in the role of deacons. And when we laid hands on this team back in January last year, we said we commissioned these teams to go and be deacons over Gateway East. But I'm here today to tell you that we are growing this team. That's my conclusion. That's my exciting thing that we're adding. We're going to be adding four new members into this team in two weeks' time. We're going to lay hands, and we're going to appoint, and we're going to set apart four new members of this team. Ah, you, you spoiled the surprise. Okay, never mind. I was going to do a kind of big countdown on things. We are, we in. You can guess who's who's coming onto the team for this. We haven't got a picture of you guys because you would take one on Thursday. It's <laughs> definitely Sarah's fault. <laughs> so in two weeks' time, on the twenty-third, we are going to lay hands on a, and appoint into deaconing roles Kevin and Dawn, Doug and Oriana. Just want to say very quickly, Kevin and Dawn. Many of you may or may not know that these guys were. Appointed as deacons in Gateway um, many moons ago, really to kind of carry how we serve those in need, those who are poor and marginalized amongst us. And that particularly worked its way out through Gateway furniture that they are no longer involved in. But man, these guys, their heart for people in need is Unbelievable. If you want to know how to serve people in need, you need to go and spend time with Kevin and Dawn. They love people with an unconditional love and with a grace that is quite unique in the local church. And I just and I just there's two things I want to say about them this morning. One, we want to recommission them to go and be to go and be deacons who serve and love those in need in this community. But secondly, there are many more gifts amongst you guys: gifts of evangelism, gifts of prophecy, gifts of encouragement, gifts of discipling and leadership that I am logging to unlock more and more in this in you guys as we invite you to come on part of the team as we lay hands on you again this is a season of new authority and new kind of working together and new coming together and so I'm so excited we've worked hard to wrestle through what it looks like and I just I'm really excited about you guys coming on board as the gift you are and just the passion that you guys have to see people fueled into kingdom activity and to see this town transformed for the For Jesus Christ is amazing. I really think you're going to add an edge to us in a good way. You're going to add a a sense of no. Come, we can't just think about Sundays. We're bigger than that. We're bigger than that. God is doing so much more uh, in us in that. So we're going to pray for these guys. We're going to lay hands. We're going to commission them. Secondly, we're going to pray for Doug. Doug, can you stand up? Uh, Kevin, Doug, can you stand up as well? Stand up. I should have got you stand up. And Doug. So Doug is a bit newer to Gateway, perhaps. Maybe last. These guys have been here for 25 years. (laughs) Doug's been here for two and a half, so about a tenth of the time. Um, But Doug, I'm amazed by your heart for God and your love for him. Those who know you well will know that. And just your choices to to honor him with your lifestyle and your life, and just the way that you are passionate about him, your commitment to the team, your gift of encouragement so I'm so excited about having you on the team. Many of you have heard Doug preach that real wonderful message of encouragement uh, a couple of weeks ago. So Doug is going to be joining the site team as well. We're going to be appointing him as a deacon. And particularly, he's going to be kind of leading and helping to coordinate our front of house, how we welcome and connect people into Gateway, if you like. So that's Doug as well. And then lastly, but absolutely no, not least at all, is Oriana. She's sat near the back. Oriana, can you stand up as well? <clears throat> Sorry, I, I know you'll hate me for making you stand up, but you're going to have to stand up here in two weeks anyway and pray for you. If you want to know what it looks like to come alongside people and serve them, look at Oriana. She serves in amazing unseen ways. Honestly, your way you serve people is incredible. Genuinely, I mean that. It's an honor to watch, and I want to capture some of that heart. So there's that love for people is amazing. God's put you in your workplace for that very reason as well, I know, but in amongst God's people, it's an incredible gift that God has given you. Um, so again, Ori's going to be joining the, the site team, and uh, it's her and Doug that are kind of leading this kind of welcome and connections team together, and how we welcome and connect new people um, into the team. So you guys can sit down now. I've embarrassed you enough. So I'm really excited about adding these guys in, in uh, two weeks' time. Their gifts and their passions, their love for Jesus is going to be amazing. So what's going to happen is on the 23rd of September, I want to encourage you to be here. We're going to pray hands. It's going to be a great morning. We're going to lay hands on these guys. We're going to pray for them. We're going to commission them into this role. And the same thing is also happening in the West. Could you go back a slide? So the West is going to be made up of this team here. They're adding in Graham and Shirley, Matt and Steph, and Callum and Katie into the site team. Some of you will know those guys. Some of you won't. But the point is this, we believe in leadership in the local church. We believe it's healthy, and it's significant, and it's a good thing. And we want to release and raise leaders right across this church to plant many more churches, to launch many more sites, to fuel people into kingdom activity in all its measures. And so we want to be intentional at raising and releasing leaders and deacons across this church. The goal isn't here. Try and get yourself on the site leadership team. That is absolutely not the goal. The goal is to release you, each one of you, into the plans and purposes that God has before you and has for you. That is the purpose. That's that's our heart. We want to release you into the gifts that God has put before you and that God has in you to serve in all sorts of different ways. Whether that's in the church or whether that's into the town, into the gifts. That's our heart for each of you. The goal isn't to try and get your name and your picture up here. The goal is to say, no, how do you be the person that God has made you to be in whatever setting that is? But if you have a heart to lead, if you feel like God is calling you to leadership, you're like, how how does that work around here, come and speak to us. We'd love to find ways to say, right, this is what it looks like to lead around here. Firstly, it looks like serving. That's the first thing we're going to say to you, and then we're going to go from there. The reality is this. You each have gifts from God. God has gifted each of you for good works of service. That's what it says in Ephesians 2. God has prepared good works for you in advance to do. And if this next season we want to pray, we want to release that across this body and across this church. That's what we're going to be spending the autumn preaching series on, the whole thing about gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to look at that and say, how does that work around here? And we want to release gifts and leaders and all sorts of kingdom activity in this church and across this town. That's our heart. Um, So I hope that's clear. If you have any questions about anything that I've just said, please do come and speak to me. I recognize I've gone hopelessly over. I'm not going to be popular with the kids' workers, one of which is my wife, so I'll be very unpopular when I get home this evening. Um, But I just want to, I hope that's clear in terms of how we see biblically and how we're applying it into Gateway. I'm really excited about the 23rd. I'm really excited about next weekend at the Wyvern. I believe that's going to be a great moment where we're looking ahead to what God is doing in the town. So I just want to encourage you, next week, please do come along um, to the Wyvern. And then the following Sunday, please do pee here, ready to pray uh, as we just commission, as we lay hands on these guys. So that's it. I've gone over. God bless you. We have tea and coffee uh, served. It's all out there today because one of the hospitality trolleys has broken. Please do stay around for a drink. Um, Just to remind you, come and sign up to a small group. I would love you to do that or come and if you want prayer for anything, if you want to talk about anything from this morning, please do come um, to the front. I'd love to talk to you about it uh, as well. Otherwise, be blessed and we'll see you next week at the Wyvern.